It's summertime in the city, and that means festival season. And we have a big one kicking off this July 3rd. Returning to Toronto, it's fringe time. It is Toronto Fringe. And tonight, I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our wonderful friends at Hakeem Optical. If you're listening right now and you didn't know, your eyes can have it all with Hakeem Optical. It's that easy. We are, of course, talking Toronto Fringe Festival is back. We are talking all things Fringe tonight on Inside Jokes. Uh, we have a panel of three joining us, three all-stars from this year's Fringe coming up. First up, we have the duo behind Death Ray Cabaret. Hi, everybody. You guys, yeah, you're on the radio. You can, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk now. <laughs> you can talk. I love that name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Death Ray Cabaret. We have, of course, Jordan uh, Armstrong, and we have Kevin Matview. Yes. I made sure I really hit that. Uh, Death Ray Cabaret, I want to get into not only what you guys are about and what your Fringe show this year is about, but, of course, just how that wonderful name came to be. And, of course, one of the best things about Toronto Fringe is that you get this wide assortment of formats and themed shows that you really don't get a chance to see anywhere else in Toronto that don't really happen anywhere else. And another one, of course, we have Dale Boyer from Clothes Swap. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I think we can give, I'm going to give a round of applause to our panel tonight. We have a live studio audience this week on Inside (laughs) Jokes. Uh, I just want to get it. I mean, the Toronto Fringe has been around for a long time now, and it does seem to be expanding every year. It seems to be getting, you know, more of an audience and more sort of bizarre formats happening, and the shows, the wide array of shows is growing. Fringe festivals are such a massive thing in other, like if you look at the UK and Australia comedy scenes there, the Fringe festivals almost eclipse arguably the largest comedy festivals over there. Do you guys kind of see as performers working the Fringe this year, do you see that sort of going that way with Toronto where this festival becomes almost a career launcher in a way? Do you see us getting to that place? I mean, I certainly see Fringe as an opportunity for producers and creators to be able to bring forth shows uh, that are a little riskier, that yeah. aren't going to lose 100 $200,000, you know, in the first week and uh, get to test things out. And for audiences, they get to see things that haven't gone through an, an enormous amount of corporation before it hits the stage. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's almost a chance. And I mean, all three of you, of course, you've worked with the Second City. You've been around for a long time. You've done Canadian Comedy Award winning shows. But for you guys, I mean, Fringe, I guess, is a chance for you guys to play with stuff that you don't get to normally do on stage and at other venues for other audiences, right? And sort of just color outside the lines, if you will. Yeah, there's no middleman, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I would love for it to be the way that you described, because to do the festivals in uh, Australia and Edinburgh is, is a huge financial commitment. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and time commitment, too. So if we had that kind of thing happening here in Toronto, that'd be incredible for everybody, I think. But uh, make it happen. Yeah, because those are almost those are almost career makers in a way. Like, I mean, we've talked to tons of comics in this studio before who they'll they've made the move. They're going to do Edinburgh Fringe, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of stay there and work in the UK and just figure things out after that. But the reason they go there is for that Fringe Festival because all eyes are on them during that. Whereas Toronto, I think it's more of a 
people just come out knowing that they're going they might recognize some performers that they've seen at you know second city or comedy bar or what have you but they know that they're going to see something different that's only happening in this one moment during this festival right yeah that said i mean there are some huge success stories from the fringe like i know oh, yeah. um you know trey anthony with the kink of my hair and um, my get drowsy chaperone of course and then there's the my jewish wiccan wedding went on to do come from away mm-hmm. yeah. so right yeah you know there are opportunities to see some pretty amazing shows um, before they become $100 ticket prices in Mervish. <laughs> when it's just this <laughs> thing that's being born in front of your eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to get into also a little bit more after the break about how these shows specifically happened, but like what, what the process is for actually taking a show and bringing it to Fringe. Because I don't think, I mean, some people might say differently, I don't think anybody sits down one day and just goes, now I'm going to write a Fringe show <laughs> because I haven't done that before. Maybe you do. Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. That, sometimes you do. That's what, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. It, it, yeah. Sometimes it works. Well, uh, Toronto's a lottery, so sometimes you just throw your name in and see what happens, and then you go, oh, we're in, so time to start writing. We're doing yeah. Yeah, site-specific, though. So this year uh, we pitched our show. Uh, in connection to the the place we were in, the Monarch Tavern. And uh, so we had a very specific, like, we're doing this thing, and it's going to be connected in this way. So, yeah. So that's and for And Close Swap, by the way, before we're going to get into more of what that's about, but what's the basic premise of this show? Oh, it's a, it's a narrative play um, involving five women, but the show also becomes a clothes swap afterwards, so audience members are encouraged to bring clothing. And then um, it's at the Textile Museum of Canada, and after the show you can do a swap and go see the museum for free. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's, so it's pretty all, sweet. It's also, all tied in. site-specific. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing, too. That's And we'll get into this more after the break, but that's an interesting part of Toronto Fringe as well. It sort of highlights different areas of the city that become tied in and sort of, it's not, you're not just going to a show, it's this whole sort of experience that you're going out and seeing parts of Toronto and everything's sort of interwoven together. And interwoven works well with the clothes swap thing, sure if I do does. say so myself. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> We're going to come back with more Toronto Fringe with Dale, Jordan, and Kevin right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name is Amanda Joy from Second Gen, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is, of course, summertime in the city. I promise myself I will never say the word the six on this radio oh, show. Why not? Maybe I should. Maybe it's fun. I, maybe, yeah. Okay, it's summertime in the six. Uh, right? And that means festival season, though. And, of course, the Toronto Fringe Festival is returning to the city July 3rd. And we have a panel of three joining us tonight. If you're just tuning in, it is all about the Fringe tonight. We have the duo behind Death Ray Cabaret. Yes. Uh, Jordan and Kevin. In the tea dot. Oh, yeah. Are we still using that? <laughs> I saw a video I, I with Cardinal so. off a shell. Okay. The rap yeah. about the Raptors. <laughs> yes. And he, he brought, he's bringing it back. He's bringing it back. Yeah. So he's taking some of that away from... Because the six was all Drake, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we're kicking it... Hogtown. Hogtown. Was, right? <laughs> you took it more. from me. Right? I, I had it locked and Thanks loaded, buddy. Hogtown. I mean, I'm one of those... Do- like, for, first off, Skydome is always going to be the Skydome. Mm. Let's forever. just say that. Forever. It's yeah. always going to be the Skydome. So I don't know. We can go back to T dot. I feel like. Uh, there's value there, I think. There, there is value there. So, Death Ray, the, the nice thing about tonight's panel is we have two completely different shows that we're talking mm-hmm. about, uh, which I think that's the beauty of the Fringe Festival in general, is you could just, there's such an assortment of things happening 
that really sets it apart from other festivals you'll see in Toronto. And of course, this is the time of year where you're going to see JFL 42 coming into town. You're going to see sketch festivals happening. You're going to see stuff at Comedy Bar. But I think for Toronto Fringe, you do see it's not just comedy. It's not just acting. It's not just music. It's a little bit of everything. And it's tied into the city itself. So like you guys were talking about site-specific shows before the break. It's very much like some of the themes of these shows and the flavors of these shows are completely based on where they're happening and taking on the, you know, the flavor of that setting. So for you guys, for Death Ray Cabaret, bringing that to, you're, you're doing the Monarch Tavern. Yes. Is your run of shows. How different of an animal is that this year for doing it during Fringe? Because, I mean, you guys have been doing Death Ray Cabaret. You've been performing together for a while. How much, how different is it during Fringe Festival for you guys? We've done most of our shows during the Fringe, honestly, yeah. uh, because we did uh, Edinburgh last year and the year before. And so, uh, because Jordan is the musical director at the Second City Main Stage, yep. we, we don't get a, just a little plug. Uh, we, <laughs> just, <laughs> we don't get a chance to perform as much as we would like. So the, most of the shows that we've done in the last little while have been. Yeah, we're almost in exclusively. A You're almost exclusively yeah. fringe. Now. Yeah, <laughs> we only exist during the fringe. What we're doing is we're bringing uh, the best of last year uh, and the year before from Edinburgh here. So combining like, into a super show. Is that what we're doing? I used air quotes. <laughs> for those of you who used air quotes, <laughs> super show. It's going to be great. And for that experience, how different is it for you guys, like going from the Edinburgh Fringe? Because we were talking before the break how that is this massive, for, for them, it's almost like a JFL where it's like the whole industry is there and there's a lot of famous faces that pour in and do that festival and work on new stuff. Toronto is sort of a more community, intimate mm. affair. For you guys, how much is that, how different is that experience going from Edinburgh to back to Toronto Fringe? I think it's going to feel really different. I think the audiences are going to feel really different. We'll we'll know people personally coming to our shows, whereas in Edinburgh, it's just a bunch of strangers. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I perform for Torontonians or people from the GTA pretty much every night. Um, yeah. Uh, but Edinburgh is a completely different beast. They're very friendly, but they're also very... Um, yeah, they don't take... Uh, I can't swear, can I? <laughs> <laughs> you can. It'll be a bleep. Okay. Uh, well, they, don't, they don't put up with things they don't like. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So uh, it's sort of like the... Um, you have a few... You have maybe 10 minutes to get them on your side. Otherwise, they'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> they'll just get up and go. And uh, so I hear. Because <laughs> it's all... Is that because it's all sort of happening in one place and they know that they... Well, if I don't like this, I Yeah, there's like 4,000 shows to choose from. Yeah. Uh, and we've done the uh, the free fringe last... Uh, last two years so it's been uh, you know pay what you think at the end of the show okay and so there's like no uh, there's no commitment to it so it's like we really got to make sure that we come uh, hard hitting off the top so I think that it's actually uh, made our show uh, even better as a result we just become in guns blazing <laughs> yeah. basically I guess so yeah it's like you're, prepped, you're ready to go yeah <laughs> comedically guns blazing <laughs> Dale for you I mean there's more obviously there's there's a charity and donation aspect involved in your show how how did this come about what was the idea behind this um, well a couple of years ago my writing partner and I Amanda Barker uh, had this idea you know we've spent probably the last 15 years doing clothes swaps with women and comedians and people that we know and it was like oh my gosh you know my favorite things are theater and comedy and Close swapping. We should put all <laughs> these things together. And she was coming off of a really long tour, and I was coming off of a of a really long pregnancy. And so <laughs> uh, we decided to write it. And and uh, as we started writing it, you know, we got a couple of grants to to write it, and it was a real play format. We ended up going to the Textile Museum for Canada and kind of falling in love with it and going, "This is the place we have to do the show." 
And Torontonians don't know about this museum, which is insane to me because it's a really special place. And um, we really hope people can come to see the show and also take advantage of the museum while they're there. And it's such a perfect example of you're doing a venue that completely ties in with the theme of the show. Completely. And the whole setting is basically part of what you're doing on stage. Completely. You know, from the $5 t-shirts that people will be bringing in as their garbage <laughs> donations. <laughs> and then you go upstairs and you see these like beautiful tapestries and, you know, there's going to be these needle points and they just had this like amazing beadwork exhibition. Like I always thought of text textiles as being like, oh, okay, it's like fabric and stuff. But the truth is we encounter and we deal with them and work with them every day. We're all wearing them right now. Mm -hmm. They're really in, they're in our lives. Clothing is part of our lives. Mm -hmm. It's a good message to go to break with. We'll be back with more Toronto Fringe right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello, this is Black Zeus, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back, Toronto. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and it is Fringe Festival time. Toronto Fringe returns to the city July 3rd, and there's a wide range of shows happening all across the city. We have a panel of three joining us here tonight on Inside Jokes. we got Dale, Jordan, and Kevin talking Toronto Fringe. That is Clothes Swap and Death Ray Cabaret. I just love saying that name, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> it rhymes. It, it's, so, it's just so fun. What in, Was there an influence behind that name, by the way? There's I don't know. I'm so hung up on the name. It's a spiteful story. There's, oh, well, it's going to make me sound like an <laughs> <That's what we laughs> love. Okay. Uh, well, it's also plugging a, a show that probably I think still exists in Victoria, BC, where I where I used to live. Yeah. Uh, it was a show called Atomic Vaudeville. And also a great name. A great frankly. name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess the story is that I uh, applied to audition for them. And they never got back to me, and I was like, well, yeah, well, I could start a show on my own. I'm going to call it Death Ray Cabaret. <laughs> and then I never did. And then I just uh, had that name floating in my back pocket for a couple of years, and then. Here we are, really. I think some of the greatest things in comedy have happened purely out of spite. <laughs> yeah. Really. Oh, well, yeah. humor, right? man. I do my yes. best work when I have rage and anger inside me. <laughs> totally. mm -hmm. It's like when, you, yeah, it is a cliche, but there's some truth to it where you're just like, I'm at a really happy place in my life right now. I'm not going to write anything. Yeah, yeah. nothing to say anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go live life as a normal person for a while. It doesn't, yeah. It's you have to have some of that bitterness growing inside you. Spite work now is some flourish, of my best, isn't it? I do want to talk about. So for our listeners who maybe have never checked out any Fringe Festival, and especially Toronto Fringe before, I think some people who've never been have they don't really know what to expect there. They don't realize the wide range of shows, and it's not just comedy either. There's of course music, comedy, solo performances, monologue. There's a little bit of everything. I mean, of course, clothes mm -hmm. swap. You're doing something entirely different this year. Yeah, it's a lot of comedy, but it's also a lot of like, oh, let's look at our privilege and examine yeah. it. But maybe funny sometimes, but maybe... Hmm. That's the thing, and I think... <laughs> <laughs> it makes you think. I, I, think, I think that's the thing, though. People who haven't been to Toronto Fringe, I think there's still some people have this idea of like, it's just like a person in a tent with a spotlight being like, and that's when dad went to the store for cigarettes and never came back, you know? Yeah. Because there are those Sometimes shows. Like there, yeah. are those there are those yes. shows. There are those shows. <laughs> sure. 
What are some of the more, I mean, not just having worked the fringe here in Toronto so many times, Edinburgh, wherever else, what are what are some of the more bizarre formats oh you guys have, have seen? Great, may I? Yes, yes please. Uh, well, we saw, uh, I have a huge comedy crush on this guy named Tom Walker, who's from Australia. Okay. And we saw his show, uh, we saw it the first year and the second year, but the second year he had interactive video games that the audience could play. So he created games, and then he would just hand you uh, a mouse and a mouse pad, and you had to hit the two buttons or whatever while the audience cheered you on. So they, they were very silly, like a clap simulator. So it would be like two hands coming together to clap. <laughs> <laughs> or um, you had to like put a censored uh, sign over a naked monkey as it popped around the uh, screen <laughs> so no one saw its crotch. It was, it was really fun. <laughs> Did you have any favorites, Jordan? Or? Uh I, or I not gonna, favorites? Yeah, yeah. I was going to just tell like some horror stories. Absolutely. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I once I saw a show. I walked out of it actually. Uh, the I don't even remember what it was about, but the audience was just berated the whole time. This guy was so mad at the audience, and then he had an accompanist, a musical accompanist, who played a double bass with a dildo, <laughs> and okay. that that was the the show. Was this guy? I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> that's, that's what he did. That was the whole show, and I, I had to leave. It was in such a small space. There were like ten of us in the audience, and I was like, "Never again! I'm never going to Fringe again." I'll be honest with you. Before you brought in the double bass with the dildo, I, I was going to say, "I think you accidentally just want went to a stand-up show." Yeah, really. <laughs> it, was like, yeah. it was an angry man yelling at the audience. Yeah. He, he was not happy. They weren't laughing. That's it. What about you, Dale? Have you ever seen something where you're just like, "Really? You yeah. thought to bring that here?" I went to uh, see a friend of mine. Um, God love her, and I won't say her name. And uh, and I went and I sat in this show, and it was straight up just a, a horrible show. She was fantastic in, within a horrible show. Um, so what was a really special learning for me was I had a good 45 minutes to think about how am I going to say you're great as a part of this horrible show? Mm-hmm. Um, I just told her she was great in a horrible show. Yeah. <laughs> you're honest. But yeah. you know what? Like, yeah, you know, sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not great. There's yeah. some real gems in there. There really are. Yeah. So it's definitely worth checking out. I mean, yeah, for that reason, it, it is. It's sort of like you never know what you're going to get into, but you kind of do sometimes. Yeah. People, the good shows have a good rep. You can ask around. Word of mouth really helps. Not to mention, take a risk and see something that you don't yeah, like. Totally. Like it, yeah. tickets are only ten bucks. It's if a ten dollar ticket. Really hate it? You can leave. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I think it, here in Toronto, a lot of people will go to Fringe specifically to see shows. Like, oh, this is a stand up that I like, and they're doing a solo show, so I'll watch that. Or, or you mm-hmm. know, these are some people from Second City. I already know who they are, so I'm going to watch what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think if you do just roll those di- like it's not a big investment just go out mm-hmm. and take in as much as you can and you will probably see some bizarre stuff that even if you didn't love it you'll just go well that was interesting and then you have a story and yeah. the cool thing too is like all the money actually goes to the artists right mm-hmm. the, the fringe doesn't yeah. take a cut of it or anything so it's also nice to know that 100% of the money that you're spending goes to the artists that's nice it especially for you guys as show creators and showrunners at the fringe to know that you know you're sort of all this time and investment that you're doing it comes back to you it's sort of mm-hmm. something completely outside of what your normal jobs in comedy or performing might be it's just like this is my baby and i'm going to actually benefit from this in the end in some way or another that's the hope that's yeah. the hope <laughs> that's why we're here tonight come and see us please yeah we're going to come back with more fringe right here on inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto This is Kay Trevor Wilson, and you're listening to Inside Jokes, 640.
Welcome back, Canada. Welcome back. It is Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I like to be as loud as possible out of the break because I like to I like to picture those people who listen to pseudo-conservative talk radio at 8 p.m. on a Sunday <laughs> night. And they're just in their car coming back from the cottage and they're like, what is this? Comedians. Jokes. Yeah, jokes yeah. on the air. Uh, it's Toronto Fringe time. Kicking off July 3rd. We are, of course, talking all things Toronto Fringe tonight on Inside Jokes. We have Dale, Jordan, and Kevin in studio with us. Two very different shows happening at this year's Fringe. We, of course, have Clothes Swap, which is what, Dale? For people just tuning in now, shame on them because it's late in the show, but uh, what is Clothes Swap? It is about? a narrative play featuring an entirely women cast and crew. It's playing at the Textile Museum of Canada, and um, you can bring clothing, and the uh, cast is going to use some of that clothing or use the clothing in the show. And then afterward, uh, we invite the audience to join us with a clothing swap, and your ticket also gets you free admission to the Textile Museum of Canada for the day. It's That's all so cool. tied together nice. so nicely. Mm-hmm. How much, what kind of a role does, so people bring in clothing to donate, as they should. Yep. How much of a role literally does that play in the show how are um, you incorporating it it plays quite a role we um all of our cast start with um a look like an, a, a wardrobe look that's yep. actually going to be designed tonight out of a clothing swap that we're having with the cast and then from that point on the the cast themselves will actually change clothes into audience clothes and audience members clothes and then <laughs> we will also use those clothes to literally uh build effigies of other um characters around the story so cool. we're using clothes in many many different ways Wow. Mm-hmm. It is all very tied in. And a very different <laughs> mm-hmm. animal from, of course, Death Ray Cabaret. Indeed. You've done the Edinburgh Fringe. You've done Toronto Fringe many times. You are a fringe show, basically, mm-hmm. as we said earlier. What kind of experience can people expect if they've never seen you guys? They come to the Monarch Tavern. What is Death Ray Cabaret all about? It's a, uh, a very fast-paced, quick-witted musical comedy show. Mm-hmm. We have everything from a song about uh, surviving a Brazilian wax to uh, <laughs> the Anarchist Cookbook. Uh, and we also have portions that are completely improvised based on audience suggestions. And uh, within that, songs where the audience uh, become the hero. That's yeah. true. That was my little, uh, the pitch that I've been using in Edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> the last two years. Here's my flyer. Thank you. How much do you guys bring in the audience to what you're doing? Uh, they never have to, like, get up out of their seats or yeah. anything. No, no, no. <laughs> I would never allow that. I'm always the audience participation when I go to shows, so I'm very careful. Yeah. At my show, you're safe. If you're in your seat, you'll just have to, we'll maybe ask you for a, quick suggestion it's yeah. very very mm-hmm. safe straightforward they don't have to come up and be like you're on an airplane now, no i would know? never allow yeah. that we, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> sing us a song please we, we do have a part of the show i don't know if i should reveal it or not why not I'm, it's uh this we, is the best place for the yeah. big we we use an audience's uh, audience member's cell phone okay and their text messages to inspire the lyrics for a song oh boy so jordan will sing uh what is in the text messages and then i improvise the the response and the duet Nice. <laughs> How guarded they, do they need to be? Like, can you choose which text? Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, something that's not too embarrassing or whatever. Yeah. It's and like, I you're skip cheating over on anything. your spouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick scroll down. <laughs> that's that's two completely different things. I think one of the interesting things about Fringe is because you do have people from so many different performing backgrounds. Obviously, we get a ton of stand-up people in Fringe. We get a ton of sketch and improv people. There's also a lot of actors, writers. A lot of these shows do have sort of a more serious tone and a message in them. And some of them are kind of a Dale. I think Close Swap is sort of a community event in a way, too. You're giving something back. It's tied into that. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. For Death Ray Cabaret, it's more of come out, have some fun. It's this ridiculous, honed, fast-paced show mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. some electricity coming at you. For you guys, I mean, how 
how important is having that balance, that fringe of sort of escapism and just going out and seeing some fun, bizarre experience and also sort of sending people away with some sort of a message? Because I feel like a lot of the shows in Fringe do have this underlying sort of here's a social topic that we're covering or here's a community thing that we're that is embedded in this show. I mean, certainly with um, Close Swap, there is a social message. There just is. You know, yeah. it takes it takes eighteen hundred gallons of fresh water to make a pair of jeans, you know, oh. so we're going to you know, we're going to kind of delve into into some of that stuff. But I look at Fringe as an opportunity like my comedy has always been really dark. It, it, it pushes edges of things. It sometimes makes people uncomfortable. And for me, Fringe is a perfect opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to take this this little bit of a risky comedy and take it out for a walk and see what people kind of think of it and see if people want to come along come come along with this darker journey um i'm making close swap seem like it's really dark but there there are some moments in it but to me comedy and darkness are together so that's just my own yeah yeah. i would say death ray we we touch on some pretty dark subjects you know our our comedy is inspired by the world around us which has obviously some darker elements to it and we we talk about some of the things that we think about you know in the middle of the night or like yeah our own personal fears um so it's not all just like everything's funny all the time Mm -hmm. uh we do try and like relate uh how we feel about certain subjects to our audience fear is definitely your theme (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's a part of comedy and i think you guys have an advantage as well we were talking to the cast from monkey toast a few weeks ago about this where i think for you guys you can take sort of topics that might be considered untouchable or just risky but because you're you're using it for comedy and music you're sort of coming at it from two angles you can tackle probably some scarier bigger stuff and just make people be able to laugh about it and remember it and also think at the end of the day and go oh i never thought about it that way yeah, yeah. and yeah, when yeah, it's with yeah. good when it's with good hands like monkey toast sometimes i i get an opportunity to do that and you get things they're like oh we're talking about genocide today this yeah. is really yeah. hard topic to kind of pull around but when it's put together with people who know what they're doing it can be really special when it's in the right hands okay we're gonna get into more of that all toronto fringe right here when we come back on inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto Hi, this is Kay Trevor Robinson, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back, Toronto. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. Nice. I was trying to say, I see which guests are going to join in and drown me out, hopefully. Yeah. I think they heard me sing once and they stopped sponsoring six months ago and just never told us. <laughs> it is, of course, Toronto Fringe tonight on Inside Jokes. We are talking to Dale, Jordan, and Kevin about all the things happening this year at Fringe, not just your two fantastic shows, but that's mainly why we're here. All right. Right? That's I what's mean, really what it's all about. Real talk, yeah. There's yeah, other yeah. stuff happening, whatever, but it's about these shows tonight. Uh, Clothes Swap, of course is people are coming, donating clothing to the show. It becomes a part of the show at the Textile Museum. That's right. Of Canada, which a lot we were discovering during the break. Most of us didn't even know where this was. Yeah, it's kind of behind City Hall. It's on 55 Center Street. It's like Dundas and University Avenue. It's a very special space. It's really cool. 
Yeah, you're actually telling us like there's a theater there and nobody's really done shows there. No, they've never produced a theater show there before. So this has been a really cool experience for them and us. And big surprise, everybody, there is a theater space in the textile museum. Um, I suspect they're going to get a lot of requests to be using that space after the show. Totally, especially people coming to watch a Fringe show. And because you get so many people in the comedy community and performers and stuff watching these shows, they're probably going to be trying to book more things there I which is imagine. good brings people into the theater and mm-hmm. of course death ray cabaret is happening at the monarch tavern returning to fringe this year i did want to ask you guys you we were talking before the break about how a lot of the stuff in fringe does tackle certain difficult topics or you know social issues there's mm-hmm. sort of a message embedded in a lot of shows death ray cabaret is of course a very it's a lot more fun open ridiculous experience for people uh, but for you guys, how personal have you gotten in, into the material? Like, how personal have you gotten into the songs that you're doing and what you're bringing to the stage? Uh, well, uh, I'm adopted, and I have a song about being adopted. That's pretty, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, looking for my parents and uh, wishing I knew who they were so I can blame them for my problems. <laughs> <laughs> we just found the darkness in Death Ray yeah. <laughs> Jordan has a few. Uh, I'm, I'm not adopted, but I am very anxious. So most of my songs tend to be... Uh, in that vein, a little bit high strung, hopefully funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting anxiety about that. Yeah, I am. We're sweating so hard right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Close Swap was written uh, while we were actually downsizing my grandmother's house. And big surprise, um, it is set in a post, you know, a 1950s post war house that we are downsizing. So mm-hmm. it cool. definitely has some, uh, some real moments in there for me. For you, I mean, because Close Swap is this, it's a set narrative. The performers, everything, it's all, this is written, preconceived, but because you have people donating clothes and that becomes part of the show, Mm -hmm. is there an element of the show that is fluid based on what might be happening with the audience that night, or is it a set piece that people are coming out and seeing night after night? There's definitely a set piece of narrative. There are portions of it um, that turn improvised, and we have uh, some really talented improvisers and comedians like Ashley Como and Karen Parker, Tara Consoli, these people are part of our cast with Amanda Parker as well, and so these people are going to handle the improv, and we've given given ourselves uh, the luxury of time in our in our set to be able to do that so tackle that yeah and just dig into it we go back to those clothes quite a few times and um don't be afraid if you bring something horrible we will call you out on your horrible (laughs) clothing choices (laughs) that might be the best thing to do though it absolutely is right that's the thing that happens at clothing swaps you see like who brought this meows it going shirt like who brought this shirt yeah well, and that's the one thing, because a lot of Fringe is all about not just seeing performers you maybe haven't seen before or seeing, you know, a comic or an actor do something, somebody you already like, you get to see them do something completely different that they don't get to do on stage at a comedy club or wherever. But it's not just, you're not just going out and seeing shows at Toronto Fringe, it's it's all about experience. It's a whole experience. It's an event that you're going to. So for you, Dale, if somebody comes out and sees Clothes Swap, what sort of feeling or message do you hope that they would take home with them afterwards? I would hope that they would feel a little mindful about their consumption. Um, hopefully we shared we shared a little bit of an experience and then we got them a lot of laughs with a really talented cast. That's what I'm hoping they're walking away with. That is what they're going to walk away with. <laughs> I, I can feel it. And for you guys, Death Ray Cabaret, what, I mean, you've seen a lot of audiences come in and out of your show, not just here at Toronto Fringe, but of course in Edinburgh, wherever you guys have taken this. What what's the experience that you want people to have? What do you want people to feel when they leave leave your show on any given night? I mean, happy. Also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope that they we laugh. do want I people to be happy it. at Fringe. Yeah, uh, singing the singing the songs. Um, but also, I think a little bit of um, maybe self acceptance. 
So I think a lot of our songs, a lot of our material sort of looks inward at ourselves and exposes a lot of the stuff that we struggle with. Uh, so I, I hope people hear our songs and laugh at them and then learn to laugh at themselves and just sort of go, yeah, okay, we're okay. Yeah, everything's <laughs> going to be okay. I think that's the final message behind it, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be okay. <laughs> that, that should be just Come the, to our show. That's just the tagline for Fringe this year, yeah. Fringe 2019. Oh, it'll be okay. <laughs> we'll all be okay. But I think that is the nice thing about Fringe is a lot of, you know, these performers are get to tackle topics that they don't get to touch the rest of the time in their careers. And people can kind of leave one of these shows and go, oh, okay. I just, I experienced something. I maybe learned something tonight or I felt something that I, that surprised me going to this show that yeah. I wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. expecting. Express, you know, successes and failures. Like our show is completely zero footprint. So it's, you know, we're trying to do everything also without buying anything or having any consumption and the whole show's analog, which is insane. So yeah. sponsored by Bullfrog Power. So it's, uh, that may win or lose. We'll see how it goes. And I think the message here is when you go out to Fringe, just watch as many shows as you can, not just these two, but of course, please go to these two. <laughs> yes. But just be open be open to the experience and just don't have any preconceived notions of what you might experience just go and take it all in yeah it's okay that's not the to best like things. way to experience this festival it's okay to like sure. stuff and not like stuff that's right totally. and you will as we've heard during this show you'll probably find a bit of that. <laughs> we won't say what shows but you will we'll be right back with more inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 toronto hi This is Inside Jokes. I'm Jeremy Hotz. It's not my show, and it's on 640, which you know because you're listening. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Andy Kaufman, where are you? Oh, indeed. He's right. dead. Such He's a good dead. song. Such a good <laughs> <laughs> He's standing outside the window right now. That voice is Vince Tedesco, our producer. Always the voice of reason and darkness, apparently, in the background. He died like dead. 30 years ago. Can't I dream? I don't know. Yeah, he died like right before I was born, I guess. I don't know. We're talking Toronto Fringe tonight. Fringe Festival is kicking off again July 3rd here in the city. A wide range of shows that we've covered t- on tonight's episode. We, of course, have Death Ray Cabaret returning this year, performing the Monarch, a run of shows at the Monarch Tavern. Mm. And, of course, Clothes Swap happening first time ever, any show ever, happening at the Textile Museum of Canada. That's right. Which is, we've found, it's like a pop-up location, apparently. <laughs> it's a pop-up that's been there for years. <laughs> yeah. It's a fairly large pop-up that we're <laughs> learning tonight. A uh, wide range of shows happening for Toronto Fringe, of course. Uh, and actually... Uh, Kevin, you mentioned during the break, you so Death Ray Cabaret, you have some sort of a tie-in to Man on the Moon? We, we do. It, it's the uh, the 50th anniversary of the lunar landing this uh, July. Okay. And so uh, a lot of people don't know is that we all know Neil Armstrong, we all know uh, Buzz Aldrin, but there's also a third guy who was on the mission called uh, Michael Collins, 
who did not get to go onto the moon. He oh. drew the short stick and had oh, to stay no. on the shuttle. He, uh, well, he was tech- I looked it up. Uh, he's, he was technically uh, the pilot, so he, it wasn't his job. But he had to stay in the module and watch them <laughs> make history. So, so I wrote a song from his perspective. So he was there, but he didn't get to step onto the surface? Exactly. He was so oh, close. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was the DD. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, that's sort of what the, the song's about, yeah. The NASA DD. That's like the that's the space version of being the kid at a pool party with a cast on your arm. Oh, <laughs> You know? For sure. It's like I can do that, but I can, I, there's something holding me back. Uh, Death Ray Cabaret, of course. Where can we? Fu- we're playing the Monarch Tavern during mm-hmm. the Fringe. Uh, where can people find your stuff? Where can people figure out the show dates? All of that good stuff. Uh, we're at the uh, we're at uh, 12 Clinton Street at the Monarch Tavern. 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. every night, except for the 13th. Yeah, we're uh, from the July 3rd go. to the 14th, uh, except <laughs> for the 13th, uh, because we're going to a wedding. Oh uh, well. It what happens. can you do? You, can, you, you guys can come to that, though, if you want. We'll get married. <laughs> go, go to the wedding. Uh, and, of course, Clothes Swap is happening at the Textile Museum. Uh, what are the show dates for that? Um, the show dates are the 3rd to the 13th. Um, there's multiple hours. Uh, sometimes they're at noon. Sometimes they're at 7 p.m. I will say we have more daytime shows than evening shows. So, And the evening shows are already selling out. So if you want to get in it, get in it now. That works um, out perfectly, actually, because you could go to Clothes Swap during the day and then go see Death Ray Cabaret. Or you go to Clothes Swap the night when Kevin and Jordan are at a wedding. That's mm-hmm. right. So it works go. perfectly. It all works. <laughs> oh, I got a killer show on July 13th. <laughs> Thank you so much to our guests for joining us tonight. And just go. July 3rd, it all starts. Go see Toronto Fringe. Go see both these shows, but just be open to everything. Go take in a little bit of everything. You will see some strange, surreal things that you won't see anywhere else. <laughs> Thank you so much to our guests. And, of course, keep it tuned in right here to Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the dating and relationship show with Laura Balata. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Death Ray Cabaret, Normal Mash. Oh, come on in, come on in. It's good to see you. I'll take your coats, don't worry about it. Grab a drink from the fridge. It's going to be a great night. It was late one Saturday in the fall. My pals were together having a ball. It happened suddenly like they were in a trance. The music came on and they started to dance. It was a regular mash. There were no monsters around. Just a mash. In a guy's apartment, everybody stood around drinking was a regular mash. A normal mash. There were no monsters around. We did the mash. Just a mash. A normal mash. In a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for coming to my shindig, everybody. It's great to see you. Don't worry, we are completely safe. Oh, my God. The monsters. They found us. Everyone run for your lives. Oh, they're killing me. They're doing some kind of dance. Oh, my skin. Oh, ah, damn it. I hate Halloween. 